attention patriots, this is the Chris Ann Hall Show. Who's going to stand up? Where are the lovers of liberty? I think that's absurd. It's ridiculous. It's unconstitutional. It's out of control. You think this is over? This isn't over. There's a liberty wave coming. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America, to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice. Rise and shine, liberty-loving patriots. Welcome to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here, K-R-I-S-A-N-N-E-H-A-L-L.com, where we are liberty over security, principle over party, and truth over your favorite personality. Welcome to the ho- sh- to my show, my co-host uh, and husband, J.C. Hall. That's what happens when you give me a day off, J.C. I come back and I can't even talk. I am excited to be with you here today. I enjoyed uh, listening to J.C.'s uh, his commentary on the 2020 <laughs> election yesterday. I was wondering how you're going to classify that. Commentary. <laughs> Analysis. Well, how would you have classified it? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Babbling? Babbling. Well, you said you were not going to be babbling and <laughs> rambling, so you wanted to stay on I track. I don't know. <laughs> well, I really enjoyed it, and I know... Welcome back. Welcome back. Thank you. And we have an important issue to talk about today, JC. We have freedom of speech that has hit the media waves, and it's interesting that we have this opportunity to talk about this um, <laughs> we're laughing because sorry the media is not really handling this just, properly yeah i know the, the pictures the in my visions mind visions yeah. that came in your mind i know i was sitting there <laughs> it's okay we don't name names but what we're talking about here is an executive order written by uh well signed by donald trump right yeah so I think it's probably the more issued. accurate way to, issued by Donald Trump. Executive order on improving free inquiry, transparency, and accountability at colleges and universities. You know, JC, once again... I, I would hit the applaud button, applause button right there if we had one. Yes, yes, yes. The interesting thing is, JC, what I... The media likes to focus on certain aspects of things without care, without without viewing everything as a whole. Uh-huh. So when you read this executive order, uh, you find out that it's not just about uh, freedom of speech. It, it, mm-hmm. it mentions the First Amendment. It actually mentions the First Amendment in it, but the transparency and accountability for the colleges. I think ought to be more frightening to them than the whole free speech thing. Mm-hmm. Because what it requires, it creates a new federal bureaucracy, which of course I'm not too happy about, but it's a federal bureaucracy that is driving uh, a, a, a well, the liberals say a micromanagement of our college uh, college system. But if the federal government is paying for it, they ought to be managing it, right? Oh, you, you said, hold on. You said the 
liberal medias, that's how they characterize The liberal it? colleges. Okay. Yeah, the colleges. Did yeah. I say media? I meant colleges. Are, are, Micromanaging? Yeah, they're, right. they're saying. So I think and that, the liberal media, because I was reading Vox, right. too. So, so I think that characterization comes in contrast to no oversight whatsoever. I know, right, So exactly. therefore, now they call <laughs> any oversight and accountability uh, they call micromanagement. Right, exactly. And so that was my point. If the federal government is giving you money, then you have to expect to have, you know, some management. Oversight. Oversight. And so part of what this executive order does is not just simply, in, it says here under Section 1 Purpose, my administration seeks to promote free and open debate on college and university campuses. Free inquiry is essential, is an essential feature of our nation's Okay, I have to say it, democracy. And it promotes learning, scientific discovery, and economic prosperity. We must encourage institutions to appropriately account for this bedrock principle in their administration of student life and to avoid creating environments that stifle competing perspectives, thereby potentially impeding beneficial research and undermining learning. That's where our little clapping thing goes in there, too. But it also goes on, this bureaucracy, JC, goes on to say we're creating a committee uh, to really delve into the financial burden of higher education on students and their families. And part of what this committee is going to require colleges to do is, this is just amazing, is to create a, a... a a guidance, a a chart for the guidance counselor, basically. Show us your degrees that you offer and then tell us how many people who graduate with those degrees actually get jobs, how many of those people who graduate with those degrees uh, make enough money to pay back their student loans. Also, students are going to have access to uh, foresight. So if I go into this degree program, how much is my education going to cost me to graduation? And how much am I going to have to pay back in student loans? And what are the best ways, most efficient ways for me to pay back these student loans? So before college students go to school and they get their degree in gender studies, they will know what people who get degrees in gender studies actually do when they graduate, what they make. They'll know, they'll have the opportunity to know beforehand how much that education is going to cost them and the best tracks for repayment. Mm. That's, that's the whole transparency and accountability thing that's in this executive order. And that's and I understand it's right. That's connected to the President's National Council for the American Worker. Yes. So it's not, uh, this didn't establish that new bureaucracy, bureaucracy but, is, but it's, uh, I guess, engaging, like, I don't know, expanding that or, or, or putting them in the process. So this was July 19th, 2018, and another executive order mm-hmm. was the President's National Council of the American Worker. And so that's... That's who they're talking about getting this information to, so that can be a source for these students and whoever to be able to make those decisions. The and colleges have to provide that information right. to their to, students. To that counts. To their students. Okay. Yes, to their students. Now, I don't know if it goes through the council. The council publishes. Maybe the council publishes the information, and then the colleges have to provide that information to the students. 
so they can plan ahead. Yeah. Right. Maybe so, the council just makes goals. So as as I'm yeah. reading this. Uh, the order will promote greater access to critical information regarding the prices and outcomes of post-secondary education, which mm-hmm. is what you're talking about. Right, exactly. Thereby furthering the goals of the National Council for the right. American Worker established in July, July 19, 2018, in another executive order. Increased information disclosure will help ensure that individuals can make educational choices suited to their needs, interests, and circumstances. Access to this information will also increase institutional accountability and encourage institutions to take into account likely future earnings when establishing the cost of their educational programs. So I'm not clear on uh, how the information flow goes, but somehow the goal, these are mm-hmm. the goals of that council. That was the goal of the council, and the president, through this executive order, is saying now, make it the, now the colleges are required to make this happen contingent upon receiving federal grants. And it, and it tells you uh, within the executive order who will be actually uh, monitoring this, what agencies, they have what they call covered agencies. And these, from what I understand, are the agencies that have been giving colleges these federal grants. The covered agencies are the Department of Defense, the uh, Department of Interior, the Department of Agriculture, Commerce, Labor, Health and Human Services, Transportation, Energy and Education, the Environmental Protection Agency, the National Science Foundation, and the National Aeronautics and Space Administration. So these are the agencies that will now be coming together and saying, okay, if you're not in compliance with this, you're not going to get federal research research or education grants from us. So I interpret this part of the the executive order like this. We're not going to keep giving you money to turn out crap. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think that's pretty good little layman's way of yeah. putting that. We want to know we're, what, we're not going to give you money doing. to put out stupid people that that are completely unprepared and ill-equipped to to contribute to, to society. And, and a, then they default on the federal loans and they become a burden on society and then they can't do anything. And then in addition to that, mm-hmm. uh, take measures to protect free speech and debate on the campuses yes. or lose your money. Yes. So that's section that's section two a. Uh, it is the policy of the federal government to encourage institutions to foster environments that promote open, intellectually engaging, and diverse debates, including through compliance with the First Amendment for public institutions and compliance with stated institutional policies regarding freedom of speech for, for private institutions. So can I share my experience at the Heritage Foundation? Sure. Give me just one second, though. I want to make sure everybody realizes this executive order does or says nothing new. Right. It didn't create any new policies. Mm -hmm. It didn't establish any new, uh, other than the organizational of this bureaucracy that will, uh, through the uh, OMB. So Mm -hmm. the director of the OMB is now going to be, have oversight of these covered agencies to ensure that the colleges are in compliance. So the bureaucracy, new bureaucracy comes from the OMB the Office of Management and Business. And so what this what this executive order actually business does... Budget? budget. Sorry, budget. I always put business in there for some reason. Um, Office of Management and Budgeting. So the um, all this executive order really does is says, uh, we're not going to be closing our eyes anymore. Yeah, and so we're going to be making you accountable for the standards that we've set in other places. In other words, it's leadership. 
Yes. I mean, it's exactly. really what it is. You, it's, hey, Congress. I mean, it's, it's President Trump leading. Mm -hmm. It's President Trump doing leading, what these people are supposed to do. So, leading the executive agency right. so that he's, he's saying, the head of. Exactly. He's saying, okay, Congress, you created these these agencies. You put them in the executive department, and, mm -hmm. and, and then you basically turned them loose. Right. We have the rules. They're not following them. I'm going to stand up and make them follow the rules. I mean, that's that's what's going on here, basically. That, that's basically what's going. And, and, and the big thing is, if you don't follow the rules, you're not getting any money. And that's what has them freaking out. Now, they're not concerned about the whole, you know, we have to tell the students how much their loans are going to be and what they're graduating with, because I think they think get over that. But they're freaked out that the money is now tied to open educational forums. Liberty's lobbyist Chris Ann Hall has now taken control. Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. We're talking about uh, Donald Trump's executive order on improving free inquiry, transparency, and accountability at colleges and universities. I want to put up here the language from the executive order that's going to be relevant to our discussion on freedom of speech. Because even though, you know, I mean, I told you this thing does more than just about freedom of speech. It sure. really is, as you said, the, the head of the executive agency telling the colleges that take money from the executive agency, we're not going to pay you to turn out crap. And telling his agency, do your freaking job. Do your job. Do your job. Right, exactly. So now I want to get into the freedom of speech aspect because this is what you're hearing in the media. They're not talking about the whole my money is, they're not going to let you know that the money is actually tied to other things, right? They're just trying to make it all about Donald Trump controlling speech. And I'm going to, we're going to go through two articles, NPR and Vox, and I'm going to show you why. Uh, the media is giving this to you all wrong. But JC had an interesting experience when you were in D.C. You got yeah. to meet with um, with a representative from Title Nine, Title Ten, Title Ten. Title we, 10 yeah. yeah. When we went to when I went to the Cure event, and we they had a you know they took the group to Heritage Foundation. People gave presentations. So there's some lady, and this is what was funny. Uh, it's a young lady who was. And I don't remember all the details. I wish I had written this stuff down, but she was some representative within the Title X, you know, the colleges, the access. With the federal government. Yeah, which is, you know, access to education, you know, statute, Title X. Well, and the Title X is what's relevant to the freedom of speech aspect right. because and Title X says you cannot uh, violate civil liberties, you cannot yeah. discriminate, uh, you cannot do certain things if you're going to be taking federal money. Right, and we and so we've been we've been demanding this accountability in this area for some time and yes. specifically saying they should not be receiving money as long as this is going on and they don't actively protect free speech. I've sent numerous communications to Marco Rubio to this effect and heard nothing. Uh, and so when we were at Heritage and this lady was there and she was she was presenting uh, about various departments, you know, and offices within this Title X uh, task force or whatever she called it. And... Um, you know, she she highlighted and emphasized everything connected to gender 
and uh, sexual orientation and she and, was and a all young that, lady, all that sort of thing. She was a young lady, uh-huh. and, and now I don't know if she's conservative, or whatever. She she acted like I'm a conservative, and it's a Trump administration, blah blah blah. And I and I was sitting there listening to it, and, and we finally got to ask questions. And this was during the time we had done a show about the professor at Evergreen, mm-hmm. uh, and and a lot of this stuff at Berkeley, and a lot of stuff going on, mm-hmm. and so. Here she was in this area, and so I asked her directly. I said, you know, all this is well and good, but I haven't heard you say anything about, uh, you talk about, and it was all about access to education. Mm -hmm. And I said, if you're you're talking about equal access, what about equal access to those with views ideologically opposed to those who run the colleges, that is, conservatives? And I you know, sort of listed all these things that were going on. I said, what measures are being taken to address this? Because these people are receiving our money. This is clearly a violation of people's rights. And yet they're still getting our tax dollars. They're still getting grants. They're still getting students who get grants, Pell Grants, uh, federally subsidized loans. What is being done about this? And she, her basic, her basic answer was, well, we filed amicus briefs, which means, you know, they filed a little letter along with somebody else's lawsuit in the court. So when a student sued the college for uh, violations of free speech or free press or yeah. or uh, the right to peaceably assemble, their lawyers their would, lawyers wrote a letter to the judge saying, we, we agree, agree with them. Yeah, exactly. And I, and I said, well, with all due respect, <laughs> with all due respect, that's not action. No. That's reaction. Right. And I, I said... Meanwhile, they're still getting public funds. Right. And that should be stopped. And she said, well, I, I, I'd, I will definitely look into it. And it's the last we ever heard of it until, what was this, day before yesterday when right. he issued the executive mm-hmm. order? No, yesterday. Or two, two, yesterday. two days ago? Yesterday. He adju- he, yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. Two no, days ago. Two days ago. So, <laughs> as, but as we're looking at the conference, I don't know this for sure, but as we're looking at President Trump giving the announcement I think that lady was standing right behind him. She I, was the I, long hair, blonde, yeah, long blonde. I'm not sure, but it looked just like uh-huh. the lady who was who. But I that asked would that make sense to. because Title Ten, uh, yeah, the this Title is her Ten area. administration would be actually that that would be her area of. Yeah. Of so so maybe that oversight. dropped dropped a little seed along with. You know, plenty of other people contact. Well, you've got them. Fire and and yeah. you know, uh, lots of organizations that have been fighting for free speech on campuses yep. for quite some time now. So finally, and we finally, being done about finally, it. something is being done. Finally, maybe, well, finally, somebody's saying something about something being done. Sure, we'll be right back. Can't learn the easy way, you'll learn the hard way. Chris and Hall, she's Liberty's lobbyist. Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. If you're tired of socialists taking over the education of America, why don't you get your uh, socialist uh, T-shirt from ChrisAnnHall.com? Keep your bloody socialism, which educates on the back of the historical tragedies and atrocities that have been committed by socialists around the world to try to combat this idea that is being presented by these institutions of learning that 
that socialism is something that we love. And we're going to be hearing more about socialism in this 2020 election because um, we have the Democrat Party. All the candidates are now fighting about who's going to be the, the better socialist. Right. Right. Reparations. Oh, my goodness. Can't believe that's come back up yeah. again. And, you know, I'm the bigger Stalin. No, I'm the bigger Stalin. <laughs> I'm the better socialist. I'm Karl Marx. I'm the better socialist. So I want to I, I want to keep talking about this this EO because it is very very important. I'll put back the title up here so you guys can look it up. It's it's on the it's on the president's website. Executive order on improving free inquiry, transparency, accountability at colleges and universities. Uh, I, I wish that President Hank called us a democracy in it, but you know, hey, that, they're bigger fish to fry at this why, point. Why is it so hard to say republic? I don't know. Why can't they say <laughs> that? I don't understand I don't know. That. I don't know. Maybe because, maybe because it's too close to the word republican, yeah. and it scares them. Well, see, it scares them and thinks, well, I, they, they, I'm you know, biased to the Republican Party if I say this or something. I don't, I know. don't know. And, now, and you, you realize, you know, we realize... They're not using it in the sense of majority rule, right? They're, they're trying to say self-governance. But you have a word for that, mm-hmm. right? You have a word for representative self-governance. It's governance. called a republic. It's republic. Why yeah. not say that? Yeah, it is not a democracy, when democracy in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, when democracy has so many shades of meaning, why not pick the word that actually means what you're trying that to say? That specifically describes who we are and, and, and what we do. Right? It's crazy. It is crazy. I, I just don't get it. So NPR, so I, I took to surveying the media regarding this after we saw that little blip on the news yesterday. And I and I took a, a, a center conservative and liberal survey of this. And mm. I, I sort of get stuck with an NPR article, which was very similar to the very conservative views of this as well. Um and because, you know, the conservative news is always like, I got to be fair and balanced. So we got to give the the hack side and we got to give the uber uh, Trump side, you yeah. know, whatever. So, well, well, often, you know, there are a handful of journalists on NPR that they'll give a fairly objective rendering yeah. with with just very, very slight uh, tinges of of leftism, you know, but sometimes they're more objective than you know the conservative media who who you know is mostly objective and then a hard lean, a hard lean to the right, right, right. And, and a mock of the left so in this npr article they interviewed the president of Amer- of the american council on education his name is ted mitchell and ted mitchell hates this executive order i'm sure okay so he says that he classifies this executive order as a solution in search of a problem yeah i've listened to this doofus before so here's and and i think this is this is this is a really good uh analysis of of the liberal college perspective or at least the talking points that they're giving that there is no problem with freedom of speech on the campuses that there is no issue and what's interesting here is as we move into through the through the uh npr article into the vox article Mm -hmm. which you know what vox okay but i like vox actually because even to see well, you you get to see, but they're actually very, uh, I do my little air quotes thing, fact-driven. So they don't just 
barf out opinions. They barf out error and then try to give you statistics and charts so and stuff to go along with it. So they have a lot of detail. Yeah. So that's why I like Vox. They're very detail-oriented, and it helps me pick apart exactly, and destroy yeah. the I was, argument. I was going to say, they really, really inform you on how they how the lefty argument right. goes. So this Vox article <laughs> is really, really wonderful because it gives you some really good in-depth insight at just how ignorant I, this position is. And and before you go on, I and I wholeheartedly agree with what you're saying, but every time I read them, I practically have to take some anti-nausea <laughs> medication. Oh, well, you know, I'm I, I'm going into it with the whole educational oh, thing. Vox, so, so Vox is short for vomit. Yeah. So, so NPR has this interview with Ted Mitchell, who classifies the executive order as a solution in search of a problem. He says, quote, this executive order is neither needed or desirable. Mm -hmm. Now, this is the guy who's the president of the American Council on Education. And I find it very interesting, and I don't know if this is just my linguistic wordsmithing moving in here, that he said it's neither needed or desirable. What does that exactly mean? Desirable. We we don't desire freedom of speech in the colleges. Mm -hmm. We don't desire oversight in what we do. Correct. Um, desire. It just seems like a very strange use of that no, word. I, desirable. I think you've interpreted it well. Yes. Okay. Good. Thank you. Now, uh, NPR also interviewed Fire. Um, I forget what that stands for. Yeah, Fire or the. the they're the they're the premier freedom of speech yeah. fighters. We were on looking college at campuses. them before mm -hmm. that they were. Uh, we went through an article before where they were talking about the different incidents that were happening on college, and they had right. an article about. Uh, Fire the, is the really difference. an acronym that stands F I R E something. Yeah. I, and but but you can find it by find by googling fire on the internet and yeah. you need to support them they need our support well, they talked about the difference between the public university yes. versus private and public and you know, private what mm -hmm. you could do because they were trying to you know so these public universities that took funds and you could just shut down conservative speech but then they were talking now they're targeting the catholic universities christian universities mm -hmm. uh you know and they were kind of laying out hey it's not the same thing but then at the same time these so-called private colleges may be getting public funds as well. So you have this sort of weird uh, mix going on. Yeah. So FIRE, actually, um, I agree. FIRE and I are on the same page, that this is just reinforcing existing principles and law. Yeah. And uh, it, 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 they like the fact that there's a new federal bureaucracy that is policing college campuses, you know, the oversight thing. But one thing that I want, I want to say about this executive order this for the colleges, and this is the brilliance of this executive order. It's all about the money. It's what we've been saying. You can say what you want about freedom of speech. You can say what you want about affirmative action, conservative hires, and that sort of thing. But until you touch the money, they're not going to be saying anything. And this executive order is proof because people for a long time now have been complaining. We've even heard conservative congressmen and senators and uh, all complain about the uh, unfair proportions of college professors and all of this. Which is what senators and congressmen do. Complain. Today. They right. complain. They do nothing about it. 
but but, but nothing would be conference. done until the money. So this is all about the money. Now it is true that this executive order really and I and I hate to say this out loud, but it really does nothing. Okay, uh, except to say we're watching you now, right? Not only that. This is what I take away from this executive order, and this is what I wish the media was saying, because this is the message that needs to be heard. I believe this executive order is a loud announcement to conservative students that the federal government can have their back. Yeah. I don't know if we will have your back, but it can have your back. You are no longer standing alone in the all-powerful uh, administration of your campus. You now have a place you can go when your campus actively discriminates against you and your professors you see are being discriminated against. And, and you can go to the federal government and you have a place to redress your grievances. Uh, that, and that reminds me, I, I still want an answer to my question because this is what you're saying is right but now as i think about it i think to myself okay where can they go so somebody the president is signaling Mm -hmm. we're on your side we're on your side but the question still remains where does the individual student go that's what i asked that title 10 lady i she talked about all these departments uh the minority the the women and this and that and I said, is there a First Amendment office? And, well, and she, and I, I think, if I'm not, if my memory serves me, she said, well, there is no, there is no office or, or task force that specifically looks at or handles that. So that's what I would have liked to see. You know, if there's going to no, be no, I'm going to answer. That. I believe that's what you're what they're answering now. Yeah. There is now because the executive order specifically mentions the First Amendment, and now creates a new bureaucracy through the OMB gotcha. to manage this. So, so, so now, now the students, college st- campus students can now go and file a complaint with the OMB. Okay. And I believe that's what that's what the media needs to be getting out. Not all this partisan versus Trump versus liberal versus conservative, but saying being real disseminators of 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 information and education and saying, look, this executive order, although it doesn't inc- doesn't create any new policies, it does give you someone to talk to through the office of OMB. You know, because there wasn't there really wasn't a way to deal with this, right? No. Other than some lawsuit, because well, you could go through the civil rights. You could file a civil rights lawsuit. You could, yeah. You could go to. Um, well, that's I, what I don't know. But that's what this lady was apparently. I mean, it was like the civil rights division in the yeah. Title Ten office, and she was saying, "Well, there's really no First Amendment." So, like, you know, well, your, there was, your skin, need to be your, a... your skin color, right, is. Is a civil right, right? right. According to right. I'm listening no, I to this, I listen to this lady. That's a civil right. Your gender, uh, who who you have sex with, that's a, that's a civil right. Uh, how many, you know, what particular chromosomes you have in your DNA, or that, identify with, or identify with, <laughs> that's a civil right. Right. But but she she looked like as I'm asking her, she looked like. She looked at me like I had two heads when I mentioned the First Amendment. It never dawned on them that freedom of speech was a civil right. And I'm talking to the Civil Rights Division representative in the Title X office. Well, when we come back after the break, we're going to get into the crux of this. Now, this is our our weekend edition, so we actually have two segments 
today. And uh, it's this discussion is going to move into the second section as well. So you're going to have to make sure you go to chrisannhall.com and get the second half of the show. Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here with my husband and co-host J.C. Hall. We're talking about the executive order uh, issued on March 21st by Donald Trump, executive order on improving free inquiry, transparency, and accountability at colleges and universities. Remember, there's a, the, the majority of the language of this executive order has to do with the colleges creating transparency as to the education that the people will receive and accountability to the colleges by the federal government. Uh, so as JC said, so they're no longer putting out garbage, garbage right? And so these are the two sections, section uh, 2A and section 3, that have to do with the uh, freedom of speech aspect. And in the last sections, we talked about the, what, the, what the executive order really says and a little bit about the NPR. Now I want to move on to the Vox thing because the Vox article is where you're going to get the most insight on what the real talking points are. And you know, JC, the thing that really jumped out at me uh, through this Vox article is a complete and utter denial of the purpose of the First Amendment to begin with. So the big thing, I mean, through this entire article, the same phrase was repeated throughout the entire length of the article that there is no campus free speech crisis. Mm-hmm. So according to the liberals, we have to reach a level of crisis before we should even attempt to defend someone's speech. Well, that fits perfectly in their worldview. Remember, the the uh, needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. So it's a total collective uh, mindset. In Which is contradictory to everything that the First Amendment is about. Yeah. Because the First Amendment is there to remind us to protect not popular speech, but unpopular speech. And not group speech. And That's, not group that, those speech, Those are individual, right. individual rights. The right. rights of an individual. So you don't need a crisis wh- whereby entire groups, which actually it's what's happening, it's right. entire group ideology right. uh, attempting to be silenced. But it's not like, you you know, you need a big mob. I mean, what is it? What is a what is a a speech crisis. I don't even know what that. Well, would here, be. this is what they say: a number of the number of incidences of free speech violations. Okay, so you have to realize this is all based on a false premise to begin with. That we know all the violations because everybody violated has always come forward and it's always been seen. Yeah. So they say the which, no- are, which is not the argument that they make when you talk about sexual assault, yes, uh, harassment, exactly, discrimination. Exactly. And it doesn't matter because freedom of speech is about the individual, not about no. the co- accumulated but, numbers. But remember, they say the sexual harassment, the misogyny, the racism, the discrimination, that's part of the system. Right. Well, that's right. what's going on in these colleges. So they say the number of incidents, even in peak years, are extremely low. And it does not actually warrant the federal government interfering to punish universities they deem unfriendly to the conservative message. 
Well, it shouldn't be about conservative or liberal message. It should be about what what is going on. We actually have Jeffrey Sachs. Well, who it's also this. not about punishment, mm-hmm. right? Because the implication there is they're entitled to public funds. They're entitled to this right. money. They're entitled right. to all that. And, and you you should you should mind your own business. Don't tell us what to do. Don't, don't come. I want to show this. No, it's Jesse. our money. This this is um, Jeffrey Sachs from Acadia University, as Vox refers to them, did this whole thing on on speech discrimination and and, you know, concluded that it really wasn't that big of a problem. He said that this executive order is a howitzer using a like a using a howitzer to knock out a house fly. Okay, but once again, the First Amendment is about that house fly. Right. It's not about the neighborhood. It's about the individual. And this is a chart. If you're watching us on YouTube, you see the chart right now. But the chart is a survey of speakers that have been attempted to be disinvited at colleges and then uh, whether they've been disinvited or not. The Vox writer calls this the best work on this front of freedom of speech on college campuses done by Acadia University's Jeffrey Sachs. Now you look at this, JC, you look look how t- 2016, 2017, the numbers were incredibly high. But then 2018, it like fell. Mm-hmm. And when we come back after this break, we're going to see another chart on faculty discrimination, faculty fires for for speech and ideology contents. And I want to sh- I want to offer you JC as someone who who is into statistics an explanation for this that has nothing to do with actual progress in speech. We will be right back, I promise. <laughs> 